Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Welcome to today's conversation on priorities. Last week, we challenged our listeners to consider how they might define success. And it's very fitting, we think, that this topic follows because it's really our definition of success that's going to ultimately inform our priorities. So Ron, last week, you talked about the time that you were asked um, what your definition of success is, but we didn't ask you to share that with us. So I'd love for you to share your own personal definition of success for your life. You're going to put me on the spot, huh? I am. Well, good. I exercised great self-control by not sharing my definition last week. And uh, so I I was asked by a editor of a magazine that was doing an article on our company, uh, mm-hmm. what, Ron, what's your definition of success? And this is how I responded. I said, my definition of success is taking advantage or maximizing our opportunities without neglecting our priorities. Mm. And, uh, you know, after I said it, it began this process of recognizing that, wow, that that might've been one of the smartest things I ever said. And, uh, but more than it being smart, it, it really seemed to, uh, encompass how I was living and trying to live. And so it stuck for all these many years, and I get to share that definition uh, many places uh, where I speak or travel. And uh, so that's my definition, Suze. Thank you. I, I knew you had one, so it's fun to, to hear it and have a chance to share it. Now, I'm going to mm-hmm. challenge it a little bit because to the casual onlooker, and certainly by worldly standards, you do represent a successful life. You've been married almost 50 years. You have loving children, grandchildren. Your business that you just referenced is now successfully in its second generation of ownership. And you're also respected in both professional and Christian circles. And yet, in your definition, none of those things were listed. Yet I'm sure that There was some element of those things in your mind as you're now reaping the fruit of it. Help us understand how your definition may have contributed to the things I just detailed. Yeah, I think even when it specifically uh, points at at business, you know, in my early days, uh, starting the company that we started, we, my partner, and I had no idea that we would get to the successful place that, that we arrived at. And, uh, and not only did we have no idea, but it really wasn't a goal of ours. And what the goals that we had were what I might call biblical goals of, you know, having the goal of, of being a great father mm-hmm. to my sons. That was a big focus of my life, um, the goal of being faithful uh, to the Lord in, in you know, being regular at church, being involved, uh, taking in 
friends that were hurting or helping others, um, being a godly husband to my wife, uh, that those were at the top of my list. And so, uh, business was, you know, down the list, the four, five, six, you know, of, of my career and obviously wanting to, to do, to live my, my career out in a mm -hmm. way that was pleasing to the Lord. But in terms of, you know, financially wanting a certain house or a certain car or a certain bank account, uh, that was just not, I, I didn't think about that. I, I, I was totally focusing on those other things uh, way before I was looking at, you know, what might be described as the, the external benefits of life or of a life of success. And of course, you know, Susan, all through life, you meet wealthy people who have attained, you know, levels of financial success that are just off the charts. And oftentimes, you, I wouldn't uh, describe them as successful because they sacrificed their families or their health or their marriages. And so to me, that's not, that's, that's nothing that says success. So, um, yeah, that, and that, that applies to how I looked at business. But I think what we're wanting to get to is, how do we how do we define priorities? How how do we live successful lives without understanding what our priorities are? Is that what you were going to ask me next? Well, I'm not really sure that I was, but that's very valid to talk about. I think what as I listen to you recount how you established your priorities, not not going after the successful business per se, but all of these other things the business being a success really became just a fruit of all the other things that were in alignment and it really stemmed from how you had originally defined success and that is what informed those priorities versus just going after a business um, and i know i've heard you speak before in fact recently on a podcast with miranda carls um, who what is the name of her podcast again that she does Faith at Work, uh, is that it? Yes, I think so. Yeah, Faith at Work. Um, you were a guest there, and you were, were kind of giving the example that if you had achieved all of these things, but had done so at the expense of not being a good father, not being a good husband, that you wouldn't consider it successful or pleasing. And it's fun to just hear you express that same sentiment again. Yeah, I, I think you know we mentioned a, a verse of scripture in our blog, which is a, which is one of my many favorites, and that's to seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. And in in my study, you know, the, the kingdom of God, the 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 rulership of God in our lives, the the willingness to surrender our decisions uh, and our priorities to the Lord, making him the appropriate priority, which again, this isn't uh, some mystery, you know, this is this reinforced from the Old Testament through the end of the New Testament of, 
Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. You know, that that's that's pretty clear as to being <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wants to be number one for sure. Yes. And and what happens after that, you know, really doesn't matter that much. I used to think at the earlier stages of of my career that I probably wouldn't be wealthy, that I would, you know, have some sort of job that I worked at, but I was just going to, I knew I want to be a good father and I want to be a good husband. I want to be faithful to Jesus. And, you know, the size of my house, the car that I drove, that really didn't matter much to me. It was those other things that mattered. And I think that's the application of this verse of scripture is I think for me in my earlier stages of life and as well as my current stage of life, is I want to first seek the kingdom of God. And whatever happens after that is just icing on the cake. And, and so, uh, and again, it's the, the, the topic that we're trying to address is, is priorities. Mm-hmm. And, and what I find uh, as I journey through, you know, my many friendships and connections with people is, I think there's a lot of us that haven't really been clear about what are our priorities. You know, what is, what are the boundaries? What are the guardrails? What are, what is the succession, the order of importance? There are things in life that are more important than other things. And if we're not careful if we're not deliberate about that we may respond to the appeal of lesser level topics and make them more important than what are the most important things about life so i agree i think that's the perfect segue even to what you wrote about in your blog that corresponds to this conversation and that is advocating that these priorities not only be identified but they be written down so i'm guessing that those things that you established as priorities for your life when you were starting out as a businessman and a young father you probably wrote them down am i right I did, and I continue to write them down, and I continue to to review them and see if if are there adjustments, are there changes, and and obviously there are in the fourth quarter. You know, the the time allocated to my sons when they were you know kids or teenagers is way more than the time that's allocated to them now. You know, they're grown adults with their own families and and don't even live near me so so you have to be willing to adjust the priorities which is why it's good to have them written down somewhere that you can refer a reference and then say has this changed and where has it changed and how will I make this list new how how will I make it current to the stage of life that I'm in yeah, well, only the stage of life, but you encourage that as we review what's written down, 
to see if it aligns with the Word of God. Mm -hmm. uh, in the blog, you also challenge us to maybe let a friend or a family member uh, have input into whether they're seeing those priorities lived out or whether we're we're saying one thing and doing another as we as human beings can be so apt to do. Anything you'd like to add to that challenge? Yeah, I think again, you just, you want to have things at a place where you can reference them. If, if I'm, I, you know, I, I, you thank God for scripture. Like what would we do without the word of God? You know, there are days where I'm discouraged. Like as much as my life has so much blessing, it doesn't mean that I don't face a share, my share of discouragement. And so when I'm discouraged and when I'm, you know, feeling dry or feeling empty, I, I know where to go. I, I go to the word of God and that reminds me of God's love. It reminds me of the purpose of this life. It reminds me of the promises that await me in, in, in eternity. It's, it, it brings me back to just setting things in its, in their proper order, in their proper perspective. And, and so reading scripture and reminding myself of, of what God says about things is a daily practice for me. And, and it's a, it's a significant practice for me. It, I, I allocate a lot of time to reading the word of God. And of course, I believe that's what we all should be doing. It does guide us in how we establish those priorities for our lives. And I, I feel like what you are maybe challenging the listeners today, if there was a takeaway, it would be to take the time, maybe starting from their definition of success, if they want to listen to last week's podcast, and then identify what those priorities are in alignment with God's word, so that when it comes time to make a decision to um, not be, I would say, shaken by being discouraged or the difficult emotions that life brings to have that tool as a reference point and it's never too late to do that is it it doesn't matter our age no it doesn't and you know priorities you know are or our our actions really represent our priorities you know someone once said you want to know what someone believes look at their checkbook you know so so we could talk about all these things, but our lives need to, to measure up. They need to be in agreement with the things that we're saying. And, and so, um, you have to have these priorities in front of you. And I guess I'll, I'll go on to this other kind of topic that's related to this is that, you know, we're all so emotionally or passionately uh, susceptible. You know, how many of us have gone on a vacation and, you know, you start dreaming of like, I I'm going to, got to go to Hawaii. Maybe we could buy a house here and live here. And if you let yourself, you know, you could find yourself at one of those, uh, 
things that they do. What what are those called? Little well, condo uh, yeah. tour type of thing to buy a timeshare. That's it. Yeah. I mean, how many of us have gone through that and you you just plunk down the money and you sign the contract and and you you didn't really give yourself the time to say, wait a minute, you know, where am I in life? What are my finances? What are my priorities? Is this really wisdom? So we can so easily be influenced by our emotions and our, our attractions. And so having clearly defined priorities just helps us to say, time out. Let me go back to my house. Let me just think about this, pray about this. Lord, is this, does this fit? You know, am I violating any of my priorities? Am I going to have to work a second job and sacrifice my kids or my family so that I can have this timeshare? Am I going to put something above something else that's, that, that shouldn't be there? So, um, it's very important to have these things written out and placed somewhere uh, so that they can be referenced. Absolutely. I know I've shared with you, even on a small scale, like I love your example of, you know, this bigger decision that carries a lot of financial weight to it. But I've had to refer to some of my priorities, even in something as small as that temptation to get a kitten. You know, it can be appealing to my emotions, the comfort, and my son would love it. But my priority is that I need to be able to travel more easily. And I love and have friends that are allergic. And so if I were to let my emotions lead me into just very quickly getting a cat, I've now precluded my friends from visiting and the value of relationship and feeding into each other's lives. And so it can be a big decision. It can be a small decision, but knowing our priorities and understanding where they come from and obviously wanting to ensure that they are pleasing to the Lord are a wonderful tool for helping us navigate our lives. Yeah. And that's it, a great example, Suze, because, you know, you just, we all have those kinds of things. So, oh, I would love doing this or I love having this or wouldn't this be great? And yes, it, there, there are, yes, it would be great. But what if it's violating something that's even greater? And so that's the practice of, of having a system of filter, whatever you want to call it, that helps determine, you know, how we make decisions well. And, uh, yeah, I think of, different things that I've been a part of or conversations I've had or listening to, you know, believers say things like, oh, I could never forgive the person you know, for what they did. You know, I'm never going to forgive them. Are you reading the scripture? Like, that's not an option. If you call yourself a Christian, you are commanded to forgive your brother. And there is a warning that if you don't, the consequences are significant, you know, Often I've come across, you know, folks suing other believers, you know, in spite of the, you know, biblical mandates, like, don't take your brother to court first, you know, try to settle it between yourselves. And, and so, and yet we, we let emotions, feelings, anger, fear, whatever it is, 
replace God's word in how we live and do our lives. And that's where we make mistakes. And that is our challenge, is to be able to establish the priorities of our life that will guide those choices and those decisions and be bigger than our emotions or our feelings at any one time. I um, feel like we may be at the end of this. I'm wondering if you have any other last comments about priorities. I do have one before I let you answer, and that is while you were talking, I think I've, I've coined a little phrase that we might reference to this, and let's just call it the priority pause, <laughs> because it requires us to pause and to consider what the priorities are, not just our own, but what God's priorities are that have shaped our own. Yeah, let me <clears throat> take this another step forward. Some Maybe there's ones in our, in our audience that says, well, I don't know, you know, what priorities to think of, what I should do, what God's purpose is for me. And, and I love the verse, and I think it's in Micah, where it says, you know, he has shown the old man what is good and what does the Lord require of thee? And it's to do justly and to love mercy uh, and to walk humbly with your God. I mean, just start with that. That is that seems like such a great uh, additional list of what priorities are, and I think I just really want to make one more plea, because you know the 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 practice of writing things down, mm -hmm. I think we're I think it's kind of slipping outside the the norm of life these days, and it saddens me because there's some dynamic that takes place about writing things down. And, you know, I've read different statements about, you know, why writing is important. Important, I've heard folks say it, it, it helps organize your thoughts. You know, I like that. I, I like the fact that, you know, I could be sitting in church and listening to a sermon and there could be 10, 12 things running through my head. And if I don't write them down, by the time I walk out the door, I'll be lucky if I remember one of them. <laughs> so so why why would we not want to preserve and organize our thoughts so that we can hold them and we can make sure we're living them? So my encouragement, if you, you know, Ron, I'm 60 years old, I just don't write things down, whatever. We'll start. And don't think you have to become an author. Just start with a very small little journal and and write a paragraph, write three sentences. But make lists and, and be specific and, and have a place where you can refer back to, to you know, what it is that you're writing. You know, I, I mean, it's pretty obvious that having things written down is is pretty important i you know if you know having a will is is a <laughs> it's a written record of what your wishes are you know at the end of your life so uh, agreements contracts you know it all is in writing so that should apply to our values or uh, so much so maybe we'll do a podcast one day on just writing 
How's that? <laughs> I can tell you have a lot of passion about it, and it yeah. definitely has value in our lives. Ron, thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for the challenge to each of us. And we hope that you will join us again next week when we will begin to talk about the topic of planning. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.